Hi, I'm Betty Long, and welcome to the Lighting Your Way podcast. During season two, we are delving in deeper to the amazing lives and stories of nurses and other healthcare professionals from around the country. We will also be talking with a few of my nurse advocate colleagues at Guardian Nurses, and on occasion, even some real live patients. You'll get a behind the scenes peek at the healthcare system, as well as get advice on how to get the best care when you or a loved one is a patient. Today, we talk with Joanne Simone, RN, BSN, MBA, president of J. Simone Insurance Advisor, where she works as an independent insurance agent, helping people with enrolling in Medicare, our national health insurance program that was begun in 1965 under the administration of President Lyndon Johnson. Almost 63 million Americans are covered under Medicare, and it is the single largest payer for health care in the United States. Joanne graduated from Misericordia Hospital School of Nursing in Philadelphia in 1971, got her BSN in 1987, and her MBA in 1989 from Wake Forest University. Her nursing career spanned 40 years, the last 10 of which were at Guardian Nurses, where she exemplified the role of the nurse advocate. Joanne's passion for helping people has never waned, as you'll hear in our conversation. Let's get to it. Hello, Joanne Simone, and welcome to the Lighting Your Way podcast. I am thrilled uh, to be talking to you today about Medicare. Well, maybe not thrilled about Medicare, but thrilled to be talking to you. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you so much, Betty. I'm very happy to be talking to you and, and honored to be asked to participate with your podcast. This is great to be providing this information for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Particularly this time of year, which we'll get into the open enrollment period. Um, So Joe, let's get started. So when you were actively working at Guardian Nurses, I used to refer to you as our quote, Medicare expert, end quote. And um, most nurses don't very know know very much about Medicare or even commercial insurance. So how did you gain your knowledge about Medicare? Well, that's interesting. And I I still uh, refer back to that when uh, you were referring to me as the Medicare expert. (laughs) Um, I actually, because it, it really started out of an interest to an eagerness to learn. I was, when I started with Guardian Nurses, it was a, a new venture for me in my nursing career, and I was always interested in learning new things. And I had the unique opportunity of having my mother, who was a great resource. She used to work in what now we call HR with, with the government, and she loved reading these documents. So when she retired, she really got into understanding her and my dad's medical coverage. And she really would go over her Medicare um, rules and regulations. She actually blew the whistle on a fraudulent charge on her Medicare um, and reported it because she got one of those notices that said you were you received a wheelchair and she never got a wheelchair. (laughs) So 
nothing went past her. So she was a, I felt like I had this added sort of mentor resource. Oh, that's cool. To, to help guide me through. Yeah, great. I mean, I, I remember, I, like, so like mother, like daughter now, right? So you're, uh, 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 since, since you retired uh, from full-time work uh, at Guardian Nurses, you launched your own business, J. Simone Insurance Advisor. And I know a lot of our nurses value having you as their first point of contact for all things Medicare related. So what inspired <laughs> you uh, after retirement? I know we joke about nurses never retiring, but what inspired you to start your own business in your retirement? Well, at the time that I retired, I was ready for a change where I could control my time more, have more flexibility, but still I really do enjoy helping people yes. and uh, contributing, you know, my knowledge and experience. So it it really was a natural thing that came out of my years with Guardian and how much I learned about Medicare mm -hmm. that I, uh, a friend had said to me, you may remember, um, Betty, that when I was working with Guardian, I would do research on Medicare for um, our patients, and then I would pass it off to an agent right. to enroll right. them. Okay. And at one point, a friend said, you know, you're you're leaving money on the table. I mean, why don't you get licensed? And okay. then you could just enroll them yourself. So okay. that stuck with me. And when I got to the point that I didn't want to work so much in crisis mode with people's health issues as right. much as just still helping people in right. a different kind of way, I thought, this is it. Let me um, let me pursue this. And I had a broker myself, the person that I was referring these patients to. I met with her and she said, you know, you're really ahead of most brokers because you know a lot already. Yep. And say. you know a lot of the medical end of it. Right. So um, that's that's what prompted me to say, all right, let me look into this and I move forward. And voila. And now it's been how many voila. years? It's going on five. Wow. That's great. That's great. Okay, I, so so that uh we know Medicare open enrollment every year uh begins uh, October fifteenth or in October and ends December seventh. The uh, right. D day, so um, yeah. we're heading into your busy season. Tell us uh, what a typical day looks like for you. Are you getting that flexibility you wanted? Well, the rest of the year, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is nice because I really I can plan a vacation. I can even handle things if I'm away. Um, so I am getting that flexibility this time of year for open enrollment. Not really. Um, okay. It's just a very busy time. It's a uh, typical day is that I have my list of clients I need to call, ones I want to work on, uh, doing the research for the best plans for them. But all day I'm, I'm either getting a call or a, an email that could be someone new turning 65 that needs help right away. Okay. So my ability to pivot 
from working with guardian nurses for so long is coming in handy with this also. (laughs) Right. The four alarm fire that came in as a clinical is now an insurance issue. Yeah. Now it's Social Security given, you know, uh, information that doesn't exactly go along with what I know. So I have to jump in there and help people. Great, great, good. Oh, what do you say? You can take the the advocate. Wait, what's the saying you say? Oh, you can take the nurse out of the advocate, but you can't take the advocate out of the nurse. I mean, I am, uh, yes. That's great. Um, All right, so I know, and and we all know, I think, listening, uh, choosing a Medicare plan uh, on your own can be really anxiety-ridden for a lot of people. so, so many plans, so many questions, and of course, the bureaucracy of the federal government. So, so how do you mm-hmm. help ease that anxiety for your clients? I like to start, first of all, with a conversation with them um, to let them know I am here to help them more than I'm not a salesperson. Right. Um, I'm here to help them. People are skeptical and afraid that you're just trying to sell them something. But then from that, I focus first on educating. So, you know, typically, especially with pandemic, I I used to meet with people one-to-one. And then during the pandemic, I have Zoom calls as much as I can. And uh, so I meet them face-to-face. They get to see who I am. And then I educate them. I teach them about the basics. I keep it simple. And I uh, I want them to have some understanding of what they're getting into. Because Medicare is quite different than major medical coverage. So that starts easing their mind. And while I'm educating them and simplifying it, I'm also reassuring them that not to worry, I'm going to guide them every step of the way. Right. Which, which has to be comforting. And, and I, I'm going to bet your experience, well, just being a nurse for 40 years has got to play into the fact that people will trust you more than they might trust the other broker. True. Yes. I, I really do feel that helps a great deal. And it it helps me with my communication that I can talk more confidently with them. Um, I I intentionally have that, still have my RMBSN because I want people to know that I have that additional knowledge. And it really helps when it comes to particularly medications because the costs are so, can be so exorbitant that I can just have an honest conversation with them about, I don't, I I certainly avoid any treatment suggestions, but I may suggest, you know, you you may want to go back to your doctor and talk to them about this medication or that medication. That's great. Because it is this expensive. Now, if I, I recently had someone who, said, I have to have the brand for this and this, and I know that's going to be costly. So I know to ask a few more questions. Have you tried others? Did something happen? So I know, okay, they tried two, three other medications. Um, They need this brand. So with them, I will explain, 
there is an appeal process. There are systems in place that maybe I can help you with getting this approved. Okay. That's great. So, yeah. I mean, that, and, that clinical experience has got to help and separate you, right? Yes. And I, as you may recall, another thing I learned a great deal about and enjoyed doing was appeals. Yes. To yes. Yes. Help overcome what insurance companies, you know, freely denied. Yeah. Well, I still Care, think you're in the treatment. you're in the guardian nurses hall of fame. I think for appeals, <laughs> I think you're still number one. Yeah, I really, you know, I took that on as a as a, a fun challenge. <laughs> that right. Let's show you that you say you're there to help a, a patient, but are you really? And um, so I, I bring that to um, to the table too. This morning I had a client who's elderly, especially when people are, you know, uh, I. I I say this respectfully, older, you know, maybe in, <laughs> into their 80s or so. Okay. Um, more mature. Uh, but she, her husband's in a rehab, and she said that someone mentioned to her about Medicaid. Do you know about Medicaid? And so I, from my knowledge, I was able to give her some direction on that, as well as say, call me if you get approved, because this will impact your Medicare, and then I'll guide you from there. And just from her reaction, she said, oh, thank you. You know, that gave me some peace of mind. That a girl. That a girl. Um, So so when we we talk about Medicare, you know, we always hear uh, through the years lots of stories about Medicare fraud, mostly uh, from providers billing for tests or visits that didn't happen. And uh, and recently, sadly, mm-hmm. we heard stories of providers capitalizing from the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but when it comes to patients, right, to new Medicare recipients, what, how, mm-hmm. or what do you advise them to do to protect themselves from scammers? Well, I, my first suggestion is, is to be very cautious and aware, and I start this with folks turning 65, because inevitably they're saying, I'm getting so many phone calls, I'm getting so much in the mail. And the first thing I do is advise them and, and show them, put it all aside, don't answer the calls, because you don't know who that may be. Okay. Um, and I really, I, I reinforce with people from the beginning, call me with any question. I'd okay. rather you call me than uh, call the 800 number on the TV. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been a big issue with these commercials. Okay. Uh, I, I get asked often about Joe Namath. And um, <laughs> what what he's offering, and I educate them on what's missing from those commercials that uh, you have to have a lower income, you have to have Medicaid or other issues that they're not telling people. Right. And so I I think it really still comes down to advising people do not. Do not just call 800 numbers, beware, be alert, and I'm there as a resource 12 months a year, 
not okay. just during this time. Right, right. And, and, and I, I also keep in touch with people over the year. Uh, now I have a newsletter I send out through email. And so I, I reinforce that a lot, that if anything changes or you have a question, call me anytime I'm a resource all year long. Oh, that's great. That's great. No wonder they trust you, Joe. I mean, you're, you know, you're their, you're their, you're their Medicare expert <laughs> right in their back yeah, pocket. And, that, and I, I remind them there's no charge for my service and that's reassuring to people. I'm not out there to, I, uh, to sell them. I, there's no charge for my service. That's actually illegal. We can't do that in, as an insurance broker. I explain how if they do enroll through me, then I'll, I'll get a commission from the insurance carrier, but um, that I'm here to help them and to guide them. Great. And that I work with many different carriers, so I'm not just trying to sell them one product, whether it fits for them or not. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think what what's most unique, and I think you've hit on that through the conversation, is is that you're, you're a nurse, right? And you've been a nurse for more than 40 mm. years. You know, you probably started when you were 10. So I don't want to give away your of age. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And you bring, <laughs> and you bring all of that. <laughs> Connie was uh, teaching you from a young age. Um, you know, you, you're bringing all of that nursing experience to each interaction with these folks. And that's got to help. Uh, so how does it, how does it, uh, how does your approach to helping someone select a plan like different than someone who's not a nurse, right? You've, you've alluded to the drugs, right? And, and kind of what's your intake process? Do you talk to patients about their, cl I'm sorry, clients about their clinical needs? I do to part of that initial education I one I go over basics of Medicare, but then I have a, a a simple form I created that compares their one option of say a Medigap versus a Medicare Advantage. And while I'm informing them of this, I'm asking them questions. What do you like about your current coverage? What don't okay. you like? What would you okay. like to avoid? How do you feel about your doctors? So I'm asking them information that then helps me okay. to guide them. And it helps them as they're answering this and I'm explaining their options. Inevitably, they come back with, oh, you know what? I thought I wanted this, but now that you're telling, explaining it, right. I think I want that. Right. And That's great. So we, I walk them through, this is how, you know, what's your life? Are you going to be traveling? I, I, I help them to think about the factors that would impact it. Yeah. And I think if I could give, you know, cred to your instructors in nursing school, it would be like a nursing assessment, right? Because you're, you yes. can't help somebody until you know what's going on. And your experience at interacting with patients for, you know, more than 40 years clearly is making a difference in your success uh, in your own business. So kudos to kudos to your nursing instructors. <laughs> well, those old school nursing instructors did a good job. Those weekly care plans dropped yeah. it into my head. Right, right, right. But it, it comes in handy now. Uh, what are some of the biggest uh, or top concerns that people have, uh, you know, if you can think of any, when they're selecting a plan? 
Well, of course, cost factor. Uh, okay. And how much they're going to have to put out of pocket because I'm acutely aware, too, that many of these people are on fixed incomes now. Okay. And so they, they're they concerned about their costs, and uh, I address what they can do for it to be more predictable in some cases than others. So cost is an issue. Um, They're doctors. They want to keep their same doctors or specialists, Mm -hmm. or they want flexibility. They don't want to deal with networks. Um, It is fortunate that people have had experience for years. And so I, I use that to say, okay, let's talk about what you as I said, like or dislike from your co- coverage before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I also ask them about additional things. Do you anticipate something coming up in the future? Are your knees bad? Do you mm-hmm. think you're going to have to have <laughs> replacements? This is where the nurse comes in too, because I'm thinking they're going to be in rehab and they're going to have therapy rehab charges right. if right. they go yeah, one great. direction versus yeah. another. Um, or I'm ask, I ask them, do you travel? Are you spending the winter in Florida and you want to have ease of coverage there? Gotcha. Oh, that's great. Those are great. Yeah, those are, I mean, those are all the things that, you know, you may not think about when you're looking online at a form, right? When you're just mm-hmm. filling it out by yourself, you, you know, to have somebody prompt you at what your needs mm-hmm. are and looking downfield for those knees or hips. <laughs> you want to get the the best doctor to do it. So, and you want to make sure he's in exactly. network or she's in network. Um, so, uh, all right, besides, um, calling you first, which I highly recommend, what, um, one suggestion would you offer someone who's nearing 65 and, and looking at Medicare? Well, I do agree that number one, they call me and I'll guide them um, and reassure them from the get go, but also not to be alarmed or feel they have to jump on doing something because of um, literature that comes in the mail or be aware of phone calls. Okay. Um, because there's the telemarketing business out there is kind of scary because they we we're very regulated, but they're not as much. Oh, so okay. Okay. Be cautious. So when you're, what's the what's the time when you should start thinking? Is it sixty four? Is it sixty four and a half? Like when do you recommend that people start getting their head around a Medicare decision? You know, I think for some people, depending on your personality, I have I have some clients that at 64 want to know what's ahead. <laughs> when do I have? So I lay out a timeline for people of okay. what they what they need to do when, especially if they some they may be turning 65 but still working. Okay. So that has a different impact. I'd say the latest should be three months before your birthday. Okay. Okay. So well, 90 days before <laughs> turning 65, they should give a call or start looking at it. But um, if someone calls me, oftentimes people want to talk when they're 64, just so they know what to expect. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, right. It's, it's, uh, I guess prevention is worth, right. Like, do you want to make sure you're doing things right? I know that you've gotten calls, even when you were guardian nurses, where it was like, Hey, I just turned 65 last week and I'm not signed up yet. Right. So you don't want those calls necessarily. Absolutely. I, I had one woman that was in her late seventies, still working, retired in a few days and the company actually let her go without any coverage so with a couple days i mean she actually ended up a month without coverage wow because i yeah so um yeah i mean you're good but you can't turn the bureaucracy over on its head Exactly, exactly. And it's been a bit more challenging with Social Security and Medicare, uh, reaching them and the the access to them during with the pandemic. So I really try to help people avoid that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know that I, you know, I hope you're still in business when I near 65, although that's not for many, many years. Uh, so, so how can, yeah. <laughs> you're on my speed dial. Um, so how can folks get a hold of you that are they're interested in, in uh, working with you? Well, I will give you my, my cell number, which I, I'm open to to people calling me. Leave me a message. If you don't reach me, I will get back to you. It's 267-716-4458. Or email me at joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, at jsimone, S-I-M-O-N-E, insuranceadvisor.com. Great. Okay. Well, your email is out there now, Joe, and your cell phone is. So yeah. I guess I won't be talking to you for a couple of months now because it's open enrollment. <laughs> you'll be, yes, you'll be right, picking up right. the phone. <laughs> you'll need support. Um, I, what a, uh, what a, a great conversation. Thank you for joining us and sharing your expertise. I, I know that we could have talked for probably a lot longer on Medicare <laughs> slash Medicaid and all the things, but I wanted to at least uh, talk about high level and talk about your experience with uh, your business. So thank you. And, and, and good luck during this open enrollment season. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank All you. Right. Take I look care. forward to speaking to you in the far future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kiddo. Take care. When you need me. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you have any questions that you would like us to address in a future episode, please email us at podcast at guardiannurses.com. That email again is podcast at guardiannurses.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find the Lighting Your Way podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend and leave us a review. You can learn all about Guardian Nurses Healthcare Advocates on our website, guardiannurses.com. So until next time, find some joy in your life, pet all the good doggies and kitties, and remember to tell your people that you love them. Take care.